Trick or Treat uh, is the age-old question uh, here at the Cast of Cthulhu. We've been tricking all of you by not posting anything for, you know, the last few months. Uh, certainly not intentional. So we've decided to reward you this Halloween with a treat. Our very first commentary track for Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. So selected because we were going to have Jerry Smith, friend of the show, great writer. It is, is his favorite movie of all time. We're going to have him join us. He's running a bit late, so hopefully he'll pop in a little bit later to kind of help with this conversation. But as always, I'm Jim Rohner. And I'm James McCormick. And we are here to provide you a commentary track for Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. And some of you may know if you have not yet signed up for our Patreon, which if you're listening, you have not yet signed up for our Patreon. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves. This How is something, dare you guys? Come yeah, on. This is something we offer. Um, if you want to sign up for that, it's the highest tier. I think we've changed it to now it's only $10. Um, but you can sign up for that. You get all the great bonus content, which is the additional episodes, the Patreon or the patron shout outs. And we will do a commentary track for any movie that we have currently covered on the show. Do you want... Beyond Reanimator, I hope you don't, but we'll do that one. We'll do it. Uh, or, or do you, like, hell, something that we haven't covered yet that we might have, uh, like the uh, Resonator uh, oh, series that's yeah. on Full Moon. Um, we'll do it. But and, and, you know, even if it's something that has nothing to do with uh, Lovecraft or Lovecraftian stuff, which is kind of like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, the shape, I mean, you could say, okay, I guess he's something like you know, the Thorn trilogy, which is what we're about to like cover the first part of, mm -hmm. which I think they only came up with that idea after this one. Well, sure. <laughs> you know, but like, it's kind of like the Tommy Jarvis trilogy of, you know, Friday the 13th, like, <clears throat> you know, four, five, and six, three different people playing him. It doesn't matter. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, it's a trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, but, uh, you know, maybe you want to hear a commentary track for The Empty Man or The Mist or From yeah. Beyond or whatever. We will do that. All you got to do is go to uh, patreon.com slash um, call, call of Cthulhu, cast of Cthulhu. Um, and yeah, sign up for that and we, we will do this for you. But yeah, um, this is also most relevant because I just recently started a new job. The new GM is pretty cool, but he sent out a, a, a kind of a massive company-wide email that basically made two bold claims. <laughs> One, the 2018 Halloween is better than the 1978 Halloween original. And two... Wow. The okay. end of Halloween 4 is the best ending of any Halloween movie. So, uh, um, we'll get we'll get into that. I don't know if I agree with that. But then again, my favorite ending is from number 3. But well, know, not you know, this, this the is, Myers ones, maybe we'll yeah, we'll get into it. It's a, it's yeah, we'll get into that. I don't know. And my my contribution to the conversation was that to me 1981's Halloween 2 is still the definitive Halloween sequel, which is an unpopular opinion to have these days. But um, yeah, because of, of comatose Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, she, she's she, yeah, she's passive the entire movie. I get it. Um, people, <laughs> it's a fun movie, and people hate the introduction of oh, their brother and sister. I really like that as a plot development. I'll be honest with you, the but the, 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 yeah, the family aspect. I've always liked it, I, and it's kind of like what we grew up with. And then with the new ones, which I haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, so mm -hmm. I'm waiting to watch. But, okay, I understand. They wanted to take that away. But they keep alluding to, like, other films. Yes. Well, but, and here's, and, I mean, granted, we'll, we'll I guess, see the culmination with Halloween right. Ends, which I think is supposed yeah. to come out next year. But mm -hmm. to me, the idea of... They are connected. 
He killed his one sister way back in the 1970s. It makes sense as to why this guy would be on this seemingly unstoppable mission to kind of complete his work. That makes more sense to me than just, oh, he tried to kill this babysitter 40 years ago. It didn't work out. So he's back for more. Now, there are theories as to why whenever Jerry hops on, we can certainly discuss him because he shared on Twitter a thread that was basically a guy speculated what Michael is doing is actually looking for his parents who abandoned him years ago, which is why he keeps coming home. Um, you know, and, and that actually, if that's an aspect, um, I can understand it. I, I also like, there's someone, I forgot who said it, where would it be great if it was just like this multiverse of Michael Myers and it's just multiple Michael Myers through each timeline. And like, this is just one more aspect of this evil force that no matter what timeline you go to, mm-hmm. He's just complete evil and just wants to kill. So you have the Rob Zombie ones, which is a form that you know came about. You yeah. have, yeah, but you know, White Horse and all, but, well. you know, <laughs> which is still the one movie that my brother and I went to Halloween two. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be bad, but whatever, whatever. Sure. I don't want yeah. to trash, trash Rob Zombie right now, but um, he means well. But you know, then again, we laughed so hard throughout that whole movie just because of how ridiculous. Like it was, you know, like just the uh, the one actor like just cursing, like when they hit a cow, oh cow, boom, and like <laughs> that's how he escapes. Like, which is a, a a thread throughout these every Halloween film. He's always like in an ambulance. He's he's supposed to be invalid, mm-hmm. and somehow, oh, doesn't matter. My 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 muscles aren't that bad. I can fight. I can kill you. I can, as we'll see in Halloween four. I can kill you with one finger. Okay, cool. I don't know how you do it, man. But I but and it's a thread throughout all these films. And like each one, if you notice, like the, the shape becomes bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like a hulking brute. Like, because you you know, even like with the Rob Zombie ones, he you know, he's played like I think what is like Taylor Maine or whatever the actor, like he's yeah, a yeah. monster. He's a monster. Mm-hmm. Even like the new ones, you know, Nick Castle coming back to play parts of it, and then other people. Yeah, he's a, he's like this. Oh my god! Like, okay, he's a big guy. Yeah, you're gonna notice this guy from a mile away, which is always funny to me when nobody notices him because it's always on Halloween. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, he's just a big guy with a costume on. Okay. Mm. Whatever. He's but not yeah. killing any innocent people. <laughs> but yeah, Halloween four, obviously, um, the the first Halloween that returned to Michael Myers yeah. after Halloween three, season of the witch which turned out to be uh, an unsuccessful attempt to kind of branch Halloween into sort of a anthology series, which explored different stories on Halloween night, uh, tanked critically um, kind of derided, at least back then it's, it's obviously now people seem to be a real big fan of it. It's kind of a cult classic. Um, as James mentioned it, you know, signs of it show up in Halloween kills with the, you know, the three sh- silver shamrock masks and such. Yeah. Um, so this was a re- uh, trying to kind of right the ship and get back to the story of Michael Myers to varying levels of success, you could argue. Um, so yeah. the Michael Myers comes back, the mask c- comes back, um, the Myers family in some way comes back. And this starts us on the, as James mentioned, the Thorn trilogy, which goes up to um, Halloween 6. The, is that when the Curse of Michael Myers, I believe? Yeah, Curse of Michael Myers, and then then that's the one that they have the producer's cut, which is weird to see, a producer's cut that got a lot, which is yeah. actually a slightly better cut of the film than the actual director's quote-unquote cut. 
Um, you know what? Bizarre. You know? There's a uh, if you have the Alien Quadrilogy Blu-ray set, mm-hmm. there's a oh, pro- yeah. there's a producer's cut which is closer closer yeah. than to the the idea that David Fincher wanted. And I'll be honest with you, it's not as good as the theatrical cut, in my opinion. I agree with that. That one I agree with. Yeah. But uh, it, it's weird to think that like, oh, David Fincher's ideas were not as good as what we ultimately got. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. This is Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. We are watching this on Shutter. So mm-hmm. if you are listening to this, whether, you know, you got your headphones plugged in or you're watching some speaker, Go to Shudder.com or Shudder on your Roku, whatever. Call up Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. We will wait. Pause this podcast. Okay, have you have it called up? Great. Now get to the menu. So we're going to go here. So highlight the play option. Let's do three, two, one, play. And we're not sure how this is going to go, folks. This is our first commentary track. Um, yeah. James, uh, you know, watched this previously. He took notes. I did not. This is... This yeah. is the first time watching this movie for me um, since the Blu-ray set came out um, years ago. So um, Donald, got... Donald Pleasance is a mailbox in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, um... I, I keep seeing these opening shots show up in like Twitter threads about like kind of lauding the cinematography of this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's listen, we both live it's in New York City. Yeah. yeah greatest city in the world my wife and i always have conversations like do we want to stay in a city do we want to move and seeing this kind of stuff like this is weird to say but if i ever move to the suburbs one of the deciding factors is going to be because i want to be able to decorate like for halloween you know yeah yeah that's kind of like actually yeah we we went to jersey montclair new jersey to see my brother and his wife the other day and yeah it's even though it's jersey where they live it's very small town Mm -hmm. lots of like nice houses with like cool stuff and i'm like oh you know it's great like, like here it's like you're lucky if you, you can put up like one thing on your window you know yeah like the the brownstones and like the upper west side or in brooklyn or whatever you can kind of do it but they're, they're just like that idea of yeah the 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 space and like just when it gets dark at night and you can kind of trick yourself into believing like maybe there is something lurking in the darkness is like a, where here is like no you can't because there's just people all the fucking time everywhere no, exactly. And then, so here, speak real quick. Here's the ambulance coming, you know, oh, sure. going to pick up, you know, Michael Myers. But I want to go back to like, you know, Mustafa Akkad, mm-hmm. producer of these films, where we were talking before we recorded about how John Carpenter was going to come back to at least write, do the music and produce this, this, the fourth installment through Canon Films, actually, mm-hmm. was where he was going to go. Because because of Toby Hooper going to tech with Texas Chancer Massacre 2, they were like interested. And we were talking about like the idea of a more cerebral, mm-hmm. would have been good, would have been bad, who knows? Joe Dante was supposed to direct it, maybe. Whatever. It it didn't work out. So he just sold the rights of Mustafa Akkad. And from that point on, we had maybe some people would say diminishing returns with the, but Michael Myers was back. Like yeah. no matter what, Michael Myers was back. And here is character actor. Um, Raymond O'Connor, who um, has been on our podcast before, right. he has a deadly spell. Mm-hmm. He played uh, Tugwell, who uh, kills people with uh, playing cards. <laughs> oh, no, with money, with money, with money. That's what it was. Okay, I was going to say, with, yeah. With the money like, that he was trying to steal. He's a, a low-budget gambit, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, he, as I call him, um, he's also a, um officer plotline catch-up. <laughs> if you haven't watched Halloween's one or two, doesn't matter. Because he will tell you everything 
that happened in those two films. He'll tell you about the guy that, you know, he went around killing a bunch of babysitters and, and his, and then ultimately, which is weird because I'm watching this film right now completely silent. It's muted. I just have the subtitles on, but, mm-hmm. you know, here he's got to talk about, you know, oh, yeah, by the way, 10 uh, years ago, he murdered 16 people. 16 maybe people, more. Maybe, maybe more, yeah. Trying to get his sister. Yeah. You know, like, he only got her too. But then he went to, you know, then his doctor, you know, Loomis, you know, like, oh, yeah. okay. Then he set him on fire. That's, <laughs> that's the second one. Like, because what I love is like, it's saying like, oh, they both nearly burned to death. Because if you watch the second one, they also forget to mention that um, Loomis shot Michael in the eyes twice. Twice, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, but he heals. It's okay. He's this like Wolverine. Is- I, I almost want I almost want a shot where like he opens the gate, gets out, and the dot and like both of these guys just kind of like look at each other like, well that was helpful information, then look at the camera directly and just kind of yeah. walk off. Mm-hmm. Like a top secret sort of a little situation. Yeah. On here playing uh um Hoffman is uh, Michael Pataki, who around the same time uh played the uh Russian guy Nikolai something who in Rocky Four was Drago's uh Handling, oh sure okay which is back in the news because stallone is putting out a new cut of the film rocky yeah. four Jeez. and he's taking out the robot uh there's gonna be a lot of people upset about that well i'm upset about it because you know who created that robot no for rocky four john taffer from bar rescue <laughs> because his idea was that in the few you know in a few years you would have a bar mm-hmm. which is one bartender and you have these robotic right, okay, yeah. bring around the drinks. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to like worry about, I'm like, what a weird little tidbit. You know, like John Taffer, like before he was rescuing bars, he was helping out uh, Paulie have a, a wife. I, know, I, instead, wife. instead, I want to see just a robot cut of Rocky IV. Um, I want to see just the relationship between, what's well, then my idea is like, oh, if you're cutting out the robot from that film, and we'll get off this topic real right away, because now the music <laughs> actually finally playing yep five minutes into the film the carpenter theme mm-hmm. is finally playing which that's also like always threw me off watching this film like the first the music you're thinking oh you're gonna go right back into it mm-hmm. and it's like this moody and it's like not bad song it's like alan Haworth, who was back from halloween's two and three who worked extensively with carpenter mm-hmm. but i guess he just wanted to give his little little twinge a little synthesizer a little moodiness and then okay here's the theme we know you want this. We got to get you hyped, you know, because yeah. you know shit's about to go on, which right. is, of course, what and what I love about Michael is he doesn't wait. No, like, like right away, you're like, oh, okay, they're driving off. He doesn't wait until they're like half a block away. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna kill these these bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, uh, I believe we've mentioned this podcast on our podcast before best movies never made yes, they have an episode yes. about halloween for the un the unmade one obviously that john carpenter yeah. wrote the script from go check that episode out i'll put it in the show notes it's interesting it's a bit weird i think it mm-hmm. sounds kind of bad but this final showdown <laughs> takes place in a drive-in movie theater in which michael grows to the size of a kaiju don't know why but you know so be it oh man the thumb right That's in the forehead <laughs> thumb right in the forehead which is one of the recuts or reshoots for the film like they when the director white white h little watched it with mustafa akkad and they kind of watched it and they're like okay this is pretty good but we need a little more pizzazz we need a little more violence mm-hmm. so like and and little agreed yeah you know what maybe we do need a little bit more of um 
a little violent thread, like little scenes here and there. And that's one of them that um, one of my favorite uh, special effects guys in the horror world, who sadly has passed away in the last few years, uh, John Carl Buechler, he did. Which is funny, because in this film, he's adding horrific like gore effects right away. Mm-hmm. But yet his Friday the 13th, number seven, was cut to shit. And they <laughs> took all of the gore out. And it's like, but isn't this the same like, like slasher? Like, why is it allowed here, but not whatever? You know, it's just a weird thing. But, you know, he also created, like, the Ghoulies, you know, like, you know, he, he John Carl Buechler, he did Troll, not Troll mm-hmm. 2, but he did Troll, which actually, he did Ernest Scared Stupid, <laughs> which is a favorite of mine. It's, it's bad, but it's fun. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and Dwight H. Little also, um, also went the route of a Nick Rosenthal from Halloween 2, where did a few movies and then just basically was directing TV for the rest of his life. Um, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's true. And, yeah, did he do? I think he did um, the Seagal movie, Mark for Death. He did. He definitely did Free Willy too. I know that for a fact. And uh, yes. and one episode of the X Files, my favorite show of all time. But it was an oh. episode from season nine, and by that point, everything was pretty much irredeemable. Mm. Um, but this yeah. is um, I know this is. I, I know, I know that ultimately this film goes in the direction of sort of like you mentioned Friday the Thirteenth and that kind of stuff. Where like yeah. Jamie Harris here is is going to be, or Danielle Harris, I'm sorry. Um, Jamie is going to ultimately kind of like be possessed in a way by the spirit of Michael Myers, which is stupid. But I do, I do kind of like how just that opening scene with the two of them, it just kind of sets up like, we know this girl doesn't really have a family and just this, this weird, since the movie has already kind of reestablished the Michael Myers thing and the connection to his sister and that like, it sort of makes sense to me that like, if this is his drive, it makes sense that he's coming after this person as well. And I the bloodline. He needs to destroy the bloodline. Yeah. And like for some, you know, which in, in a weird way, almost, I don't want to say makes him a good, but you almost kind of like, it, it does make Michael Myers more curious. Like why is his drive to destroy his bloodline? Like I'm more interested in that than this idea of like, well, he tried to kill this babysitter four decades ago, didn't do it. So he needs to come back and do it. See, look, it's weird. What's weird about this scene is that this is before he gets the new mask. Mm-hmm. This is like this weird psychic connect, like, and that's the thing. When I first watched this as a not, you know, like as like an early teen, um, on video, it was like, oh, okay, so does she have a psychic connection with Michael? Like, because she's she's seen how he's gonna look before he's before he, yeah, he looks that way mm-hmm. before he's stolen the the overalls and before he gets the mask. Which I kind of like. I'm sad that they didn't keep the the invisible man mummy look because like actually i think that's like horrifying you just he's just bandaged up like mm-hmm. put the overalls on but with the and there's one scene you see him with that face with the overalls later on which we point out and it's it's a scary look it's kind of like to me how i always thought jason with the bag head looked kind of more like scary like you know backwoods slasher than the hockey mask which is like oh it's a hockey mask it's I mean, unless you're afraid of like a goalie. Sure. But also like, at the same time, yeah. like kind of more generic too. It's that trade-off, right. you know? Right. It, of course. It, it's the icon. You know, you want that iconic look of any slasher killer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you even if it's a film that you're not even a fan of, but you go, man, but that mask was good. I'm going to yeah. remember it forever. You know, and that's kind of like the Michael Myers mask, which, you know, originally was a William Shatner so this scene, I want to jump in real quick to kind yeah, of yeah. Um, because one of my and I know you haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, and maybe yeah, yeah. people who are listening have. But one of my biggest complaints with Halloween Kills is that 
I don't think David Gordon Green directs horror very well. There's no scenes okay. that are really suspenseful or tense. Like basically what I've been saying to people is in Halloween Kills, if two people walk into a dark room, it plays mm-hmm. out exactly as you'd expect it to. Whereas okay. here, and once again, this is not masterful, uh, a masterpiece of filmmaking by any means, but what I at least like is the door keeps creaking open. She's walking towards it. The camera's moving towards it. You expect something to happen in the room, and instead the right. arm comes out from under the bed. You don't expect that. Right. Halloween- and then he, yeah, then he, no, and then he extends it by, because then you're like, is it a dream? Because then he's behind a door. Too. Then he's there, yeah. Like, and, it, shit. <laughs> and it doesn't really play out how you would expect that scare to play out. Whereas in right. Halloween Kills, it's just, it's like, you know what? I bet you he's going to be behind that door. And then he is. And it's like. Right. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, is he behind the door of the closet? Oh, shit. He's there. Yeah. Because the, the first one did that, too, where she's, you know, like the one babysitter is looking and all of a sudden, oh, he's where you expected him. Mm-hmm. And that's not like, and don't get me wrong, like. The whole joke about slasher movies, and that's why I kind of love them. It's like they can appear out of nowhere. It's like they're almost like they can like time jump and like jump ahead and like. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, they joke about that how you just need good cardio. That's how you always catch up to the to the victim, mm-hmm. which is funny because then you go because all the times like they're just walking, they're not running after you. Yeah, they're walking, and all of a sudden they're there, they're grabbing you because. It's when you least expect it. It's like, oh, they got you by the neck. Oh shit, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I like. But then, one of the, the to me the bright spots of this film is like the dynamic of, you know, Jamie Lloyd being like the foster kid because, you know, sadly, Jamie Lee Curtis and whoever the husband is both died off screen. Yeah, right. He got killed in a car accident, mm-hmm. not because of Michael Myers, just got in a car accident. Yeah. You can't blame Myers for that one, actually. Yeah, which is which is a not exactly the most noble of ways to to bid adieu to our hero from the first two movies. But it does. I do like yeah. how it's set. Even the shot right here with her yeah. kind of in the background just kind of sets her up as like as feeling like an outsider to a certain degree. And I mean, even look, yeah. the you know everyone kind of has the blonde hair and she stands out because she's got this dark hair. It, right. It's it's little and it's subtle, but it's like that's interesting. That's interesting decisions that people made. And, and, you know, and Daniel, Daniel Harris, and what is funny, there's a little background is a mask later on. It's like a vampire mask, but for some reason, it kind of looks like a, one of those plastic, terrible masks that you cut your lips on as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looked like almost like a Michael Myers mask in the background, but it's not. I was mm-hmm. kind of thinking like, are they doing something subtle there? Like even in this house, he's everywhere mm-hmm. already, even before he gets there. But, um, but yeah, Daniel Harris, like, you know, this is her first movie. She did some TV and like little stuff before, like like here and there. But this and the second one are like, you know, the, the fifth film are like her first forays into horror. And then since then, she came back for the Rob Zombie ones. Mm-hmm. He's like the only sympathetic one in those films. So it's kind of telling. <laughs> um, and, and here's Donald Pleasance, you know, his introduction, who steals the movie. <laughs> like, like he's so good, even when he's like, as I joke, slumming. <laughs> But he, he's a, you know, nothing against, you know, Pleasance. He's a, as I call them, a serial cash checker, you know, check casher. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, these these days, so is, I also, I also love that uh, Loomis was in a a hospital room that exploded due to oxygen. Basically, he's just got a little bit of scarring on one side of his face. Yeah, a little bit hand and a little bit on his face. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you know, you're good. You're good. Um, Only alcohol he drinks. That's why. (laughs) Oh, Donald Pleasance. He's so good, though. 
I, I mean, you know, can you really blame him? these days? Carpenter's a serial check casher as well. I mean, he, you know, he yeah. does he does the work with the the scoring and all that kind of stuff. But right, right. But still, I mean, there's something like to me, you know, in the acting world, you need to act in order to pay your rent and to like eat and to actually live a good life. So if you want to actually have a better life, you know, do like hell, like like a lot of actors and actresses have jokes. Oh, why do you do that film? Because I needed a car. I needed a house. Okay. Um, no, there's anything wrong with that. Like, I, that's not that's not selling out. That's actually like um, being smart about your career. Michael Caine, about yes. the Jaws movie he was in, yes. Yes. has said something to the effect of, I haven't seen it. By all means, it's horrible. But I have seen the house that it bought, and it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. I mean, like, and, you know, it's so, it's so relatable to me. Like, oh, okay. You know, I think even Betsy Russell, like, um, or Betsy Russell from, or is it? I can't remember. Um, Mrs. Voorhees from Friday Team. Is it Betsy Russell? Oh, oh um, hang on. I'm being an idiot right now. You, you keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, but either way, she, I think she did the first film because she needed a car. That's yeah. That's it. That's exactly yeah. it. You know, Betsy I mean, Palmer. Betsy Palmer. Wow. Betsy I'm sorry Palmer. about that, guys. I already know people are screaming. How dare you call yourself a horror fan? Sorry. There's a lot to know. Um, but yeah. What I love about this scene here is Pleasant's, you know, Loomis knows this is Michael. Michael mm-hmm. did this. And they're all like, no, they crashed. But the amount of blood around the truck doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Like, come on, guys. Like, really? Oh, when, when you crash and everyone's inside the car, they do what? Splurt, splurt blood outside the car? Also, at this point, I know that <laughs> Loomis shows up on the scene, spouting yeah. shout out like he's your drunk uncle. But right. Right. After what happened in the previous two movies, how does something how how does it how is your default not something happened around Halloween? This guy shows right. up. Let's listen to him immediately because of his right. past still. Like why why is that the default? Like it's it's weird to me that, you know, also yeah. in in a in Ghostbusters 2, oh, one thing yes. that I don't understand. I, I love I love the courtroom scene. I think it's comedic gold, but it's oh, weird it's how perfect. it's sort of like Hey, we can't believe that the spirit of a guy is possessing a painting in a museum when there was a fucking marshmallow man that almost destroyed New York City. Well, that's the thing. In the second one, it's like everyone forgets. Yes. Oh, that only happened a few years ago. Uh, that's what that's what you, fake news. You know, mm. that's what it felt like. That's fake news before the world we live in today. Like, oh, mm. that didn't happen. What are you talking about? It didn't happen. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, so is that what like afterlife is going to be about? Like it's like thirty years later because I know that I'm referencing sadly the the all female one from a few years ago. Yeah. So so you're telling me like oh nothing ever happened? What are you talking about? The the city almost just was destroyed twice in a five year span. <laughs> Come yeah. On. I yeah. I don't know. Um, or I, mean, I need to blame. I need to blame for the ghosts because before the ghost buzzes, there weren't really that many ghosts. It's like Batman. It's the escalation. There, yeah, yeah. there weren't that many supervillains, were there? Mm. All of a sudden, they're like they're all attracted, like wants to a flame, <laughs> right? Well, oh, here we go. Here's uh, luckily Michael fits into this guy's uh, overalls, which doesn't. Make any oh sense. yeah, yeah. Like oh, stab! But then he stabs it. So like he already has a hole in his new uh, clothes. Yes. Not really, not really thinking uh, ahead on that one. Um, but then again, Loomis is actually going to the place that he's at right now. It's like <laughs> he's there already. He, already, he's like almost catching this guy. I, I mean, if if you if you know, Loomis was obviously so obsessed with this guy in a way, he's almost kind of you know, trying to think like this, right. yeah, like Michael. Which also makes him like demented, and like you said, 
the drunk uncle because if he doesn't drink, he's just going to go more insane. Yeah, no, I mean, it's basically just like, yeah, this guy's been so obsessed with this for such a long time. It's become his life. I I mean, even even in Halloween H2O, which is not great, but uh, that nurse at the opening is sort of like, you know, saw Loomis's danger room, if you will, you know, the all of his notes and all of his files like this was his life's obsession. So, of course, he's going to be kind of mad and insane about it. Um, Right. No, you're right. I mean, it's it's like it makes sense because like he lived like, you remember, like he tried to cure him mm -hmm. for the first half. And then the second half of his childhood is like, no, I can't let this guy out. He's he's complete evil, which sounds crazy. But how many serial killers have people said that about as well? Like John Wayne Gacy and Mm -hmm. no they're evil like they're dark no are they i don't know i I don't know if you believe in good and evil or do you believe just some people are not not all there you know like they they find joy enjoy enjoyment out of killing people i don't know this guy this guy kind of looks like a (laughs) a cheap like michael ironside oh the guy that died yeah 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 if if it was michael ironside he would actually have survived (laughs) well that's true like I've, I've forgotten how moody and atmospheric like everything just looks kind yeah. of run down and sort of like i don't like i don't want to hang out in this place i don't want to be here well also i know it's illinois but there's so many fucking pictures of lincoln in the lincoln. background like okay like I, ooh, see ooh. god in heaven see he knows and then right here like oh the phone's destroyed see michael knows right away i'm destroying the phone because i don't want anyone calling the police yeah. Yeah, right there. Boom. No, God, like I, I mean, yeah, this like this stark lighting, like there's there's a lot of deliberate effort put into yeah. making it moody and tense, which I I remember listeners, uh sometime last year I was um Yeah, see this oh, yeah, look right here. Yeah, here's the the, the blonde mask that you talked about off camera. No, no, not, no, that's not the blonde mask. This is oh, no. just the the mummy face. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. With the overalls. It's like later when he's getting thrown through the door. You see um, the blonde hair. Uh, the Ben Tramer mask. <laughs> yeah, this I know this series ultimately became, especially with five and with six, just kind of like a vehicle for we're going to put Michael in a room with people to get them killed. And just kind of like that was that was just like, you know, inject the kills directly into my veins. But this one, like Dwight Little just kind of at least makes an effort to like make things moody and build, you know, some type of atmosphere. Um, well, you, you also have um, the, the cinematographer for this one. Um, Peter Lyons Collister, who went on to do the SpongeBob movie from last year. Of course. Um, Alvin and the Shipmunks, The Road Ship. <laughs> um, Furry Vengeance, if you remember that one. Uh, wow. Um, actually, he did the first Alvin and the Shipmunks. And oh, he did the uh, the remake of the Amityville Horror with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, Listen, right. man, Dean yeah. Cundy eventually did like the Baby Geniuses movie. So, yeah, no. Master of Disguise, Mr. Deeds, The Animal. So, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Sure. Well, of course. Which other Deuce Bigelow is there? No, well, there's the sequel. <laughs> okay, European Gigolo, <laughs> yes. The um, Beautician and the Beast. So, prolific. Uh, did a lot of comedy. So, like, it's funny. Like, you look at this movie, you know, it's well shot. It's well, like, you know, the, like, the, you know, everything like it looks lived it. It looks, yeah. you know, it's also the set director. These are like real places mixed up. Yeah. And of course, you got the bullies, which is, you know, I hate always, I always hate seeing this in like any movie, like with kids. It's like, 
oh, your your mommy's dead. <laughs> yeah, like I know it's not right to like strangle kids, but come on. Yeah, I would strangle them. <laughs> no, but you're right. That's a good like lived in. Everything does feel like this is where these people are, and this is where their people's livelihood is, and so which makes the imminent Michael invasion all the more kind of like personal in a way or like intimate right. i don't want to say that word but oh she's no come on yeah this type of saying jamie's an orphan okay thank you i think she knows that yeah well you were you were probably an unwanted child kid so who are you to talk right. yeah the phone rang and then your dad forgot to pull out so don't worry yeah, what kind okay. of piece of shit kid do you have to be to make fun of someone because their parents are dead well I, you know we live in a world of tiktok and, and videos now and stuff oh, like that where challenges are insane Oh, go punch that old woman in the head. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, good. Don't be, you know, but it's just, it's just funny. Oh, so little, little side note. Um, what I always found funny about, we were talking earlier about how Halloween three was quote unquote, you know, didn't do good critically, didn't do so well in the box office. But what I love is I, you know, I'm, I'm, I look at the, the budgets and the box office for both these films, three mm-hmm. and four. So Three comes out. The budget's two point five million. It's not mm. too bad, you know. Box office fourteen point four. Okay, reasonable. Not a bomb. Made its money back and a little bit more. Okay. This one, the budget is five million, and the box office was seventeen point eight. Hmm. Didn't make that much more money. No. Like only like a million and a half more, like or something like. But it's just because of the name recognition. It's like, oh, Michael Myers. People know that. And like, they've joked about how after the third film, people left the theater going, where's Michael? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. As a kid, I didn't watch the third one because Neither. I knew Michael wasn't in that one. Yep. I was, I was, there we go. That's, That's a cool, cool mask. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I had that same mindset as a lot of other people. Where's Michael? Ooh. When I finally watched it as a late teen, I'm like, this is a great film. This is like, Oh, this was the idea originally where you could actually have like each film would have been a different Halloween story. I know. So, so, so 80s. And, you know, it almost kind of, especially with his hair, just kind of looks like an homage to They Live with Roddy Piper putting the glasses <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, um, the, I forgot the name, the, the, the guy who plays Brady, the asshole boyfriend hmm. and whatnot. He was in a, the short lived uh, sitcom Teen Angel, where he was the titular Teen Angel. I have no um, recollection of that existing yeah. as a property. Yeah, Teen Angel, which they made a movie, I think, and then later on, you know, then they made the the sitcom version, which is always like something that they do with these uh, films. But Sasha Jensen is the actor's name. Um, yeah. Also, also in Buffy, Buffy the Vampire, and Days and Confused. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buffy the Vampire in, Slayer. So. Yeah, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, to be clear, from '92. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, the one with Christine Swanson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even the car, like even the car they're driving, oh. like looks a lot like the car they were driving around in like the original 1978 version. Like right. Annie was driving Laurie around in, like it, it's yeah. There's intention put into this movie that I've forgotten about that I really appreciate. Yeah, like you know the whole thing with like the, you know, they threw in the love triangle in this film, like between. Rachel Brady and uh, the sheriff's daughter who also mm-hmm. works at the shop. It's kind of thrown in, but you know, small town, you know, people like, Oh, you can't go out with me. Okay. Well, I'll go with the, there, there's Michael. Yeah, the there's, there's the Michael Myers mask. And, and yeah. we were, we were talking before we even 
started recording here, this idea of um, Jerry had a cool thought yes. um, about yeah. like why the mask looks the way it, it, it does, because people kind of complain like, oh, it looks like shit. And it's like, well, it's also it's a not even in the production world, but in this world, it's it's a different mask. And yeah. just this idea of like you have to you have to kind of believe that um, in this universe, if Michael Myers is real, then, of course, companies are going to kind of capitalize on that and be like, oh, we're going to make a Michael Myers mask. So the mask that right. Michael Myers is wearing is a mask of Michael Myers. Right. The one that he originally stole from. Yeah. But it's a different version. It's a, it's a newer version, which makes sense. It's 10 years later. Yeah. You so know, maybe it was made in China. You know what I mean? Like it's cheap. It's cheaper made. It's mm-hmm. mass produced to the extent of like so many people. And like but the other thing, I love that Jamie picks out the clown costume, which mm-hmm. Michael wore as a kid when he killed his sister. Yeah, of course. It's a little nod to like that connection of will she become the killer too, which mm-hmm. we see throughout this film. So, you know, it's an interesting little touch, you know, like, again, it's little nods to like the original two films, but yeah. because it's in the same world, it's like, oh, it's just a continuation. You mm-hmm. know, Halloween 3 did not exist in this world. You know, that's why. Well, and and I also love the idea of like, because certainly when I was growing up, because I grew up, oh, there it is. There it I, is. <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs. And so right. the idea, yep, yeah, and there, there he is there he, as a kid. Of course. Oh. Um, the idea to me growing up there was this idea of like, of course, the suburbs are the ideal kind of place to live. There's sort of like perfection and that idea of um, there's a quiet and there's a normalcy and a dysfunction that is, or, or, or there's a functionality, which like there's dysfunction in the city, but there's functionality in the suburbs. Right. And with having this Halloween kind of set in the suburbs and these links to like the evil family ties and what happened, it kind of speaks to that idea of like, no, there's, there's still the same dysfunctionality that happens in the suburbs. It's just, it's behind closed doors. It's a little bit insidious. People don't talk about it as much, you know, and it's, it's instead this illusion that has to be broken down, which right. I think these movies kind of speak to. Um, yeah, because instead well, poor, of poor Loomis can't get a car. <laughs> I mean, old. if I saw him on the road, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drive him either. <laughs> yeah, would I mean, you? Would you pick up this guy? He looks disheveled. He looks like a drunk bum. <laughs> but what, what's coming up is the next car that comes is really mean. Like I have forgotten about this. Where oh, he's young. Hey, come on, old man. Like like oh, okay, cool. They're gonna stop for him. Okay, this is awesome. You know, and then. It almost looks like a dream sequence. Yeah, with the slow motion. Right? And then, see you later. Jerks. Like That's like mean. But then, he gets picked up by the crazy serial... To me, he, this guy's a serial killer, too. <laughs> this, this, this reverend that picks him up. like, And he's calling him an old man. And he's old, too. Like, I ain't got till Judgment Day. <laughs> this guy. Oh, yeah, reverend. this actor. This actor, yeah. He was... I know this guy from uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He was the bum, the hobo on the train that's like, one of sardines? Yes. And, uh, singing, and that's when Pee-wee just jumps off because he can't yeah. take the singing. Jimmy Crackcorn and I don't <laughs> care. Um, oh, also, the uh, I think the the flat guy from Beetlejuice that is uh, that ushers the, the Daytons into, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it is, I think. Mm-hmm. See, he worked with Tim Burton a lot. Yeah. But- he made a little stop off as a crazy reverend because you know what? He looks like a crazy drunken reverend. He does. These, like, I, I want to, I want to see a, I want to see a road movie of just the, the two of them driving across oh. country, trying to f- catch Michael Myers. 
That would be great. Oh, man. It would be like, yeah. And, and they, But then, of course, trying to get Michael Myers, they would fight other things like, you know, like a evil werewolf or a vampire or yeah. a creature from the Black Lagoon. Type yeah, of they, they could just call it the Doctor and the Reverend. And it's, yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a road version of like the X-Files of the two of them going across country. Before that, I think that's some slash fiction that has to be done. <laughs> Nobody's ever thought of it, but hey, I, I like world's wide open now. I like that in this social interaction, it's Loomis who's looking at the guys like this guy's fucking crazy. Like, really? Yeah. Which I kind of love. And then like when and even that guy's like, wait, you're hunting it too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. I'm hunting evil. Would you like a drink? Yeah, yeah, he wants a drink. Yeah, please. <laughs> and this, this is payment for the movie right there. Okay. <laughs> but I love the look. <laughs> Like holy shit! Like 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 they're having fun. Yep. It's, it's like the only time in the movie that Loomis is actually happy. Mm-hmm. Just like he's almost like relaxed. Like oh, I can Ar- be normal with this crazy reverend. Arguably the only time in his life that Loomis has been happy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because no matter what, he's never happy. This is that's also a strange. Uh, combination there of kids toilet papering a house while trick-or-treating you have to wait until the end of the night to do the toilet papering right i mean in being in in you know living in new york city um i hated halloween going out only because then you had the asshole kids that would throw eggs with nair in them with what in them nair the the hair remover because when they throw it at you if it hits your in the head it starts to burn your hair off oh god that was a thing that asshole kids would do. Like they, they would do, you know, of course, the, the normal shaving cream and regular eggs, which would mm-hmm. always be like, you have to run away coming home. Like when I was in junior high, I'd have to run because I'm like, I'm not getting touched. Um, but yeah, when I found out about the nair and eggs, I'm like, because I had friends that actually had like splotches of hair gone from oh, their head. Geez. Yeah. So that's when, like, you know, growing up, when I'd watch these movies of the suburbs with the trick-or-treating, like, I hated going trick-or-treating because of that fear oh, of man. assholes out there that would do that. Because they, you know, you had these gangs of kids that would just do that. So, if anyone else is from, like, a big city, did it happen in New York big city, too? Because New York City in the, around this time, the late 80s, early 90s, did not, did not want to go out. Unless you went to, like, the, the nicer neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Like, well, yeah, yeah. To, like, you know, if you went to like parts of like Mill Basin, mm-hmm. oh, where the big houses are, or like, yeah, yeah, Diker Heights, Diker you know, Heights, yeah, big, you know, you got the good, you got the full, the full candy bars of candy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you know they're rich. They give Man. you full Snickers, the, not the, the little, little shitty ones, you know. The worst but, that, the worst that happened to me was I had a lit flare thrown at me one time. Oh my god, <laughs> well, that's pretty bad but, too. But that was, that was just like a drive by, like, kids were in the car, just kind of threw, and like it landed at my feet, but. Oh, I don't know. Um, certainly, I, I never, I never had a hair remover thrown at me. <laughs> no, and here, here's Michael finding the pictures. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, oh, like the old like you know, mm-hmm. um, cast photos. And also with that that you know conversation when she was on the phone, like, "Hi, is Brady there?" It, it returns to like that idea of like the POV and the kind of like creeping stalker thing, which Carpenter right. established in the first one. So like, what well, you know, uh, is is Dwight? did Dwight Little win any awards? No, but at least he was like, there's once again, intention. Like the, like he wasn't just kind yes. of like a schlub. No, no, he wasn't just like, yeah, he was probably hired just, but he got what the world was. Like he wasn't like, I'm just hired. I'm just doing this for the hell of it. He understood. Like he's talked about, yeah, you know, like 
I wanted to make like it was like it was in the same world. Like it's ten years later. Yeah, it does feel like that. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel outside. And then here's um the actor uh, Bo Starr who plays the new sheriff uh, Ben Meeker, mm-hmm. who's also in Halloween Five. You know he he continued, but I mean I knew him from Fletch. Um, he's in Fletch, and you know he's done a ton of stuff. Like he's been around for years. Um, he was in Cinderella Man with uh, Russell Crowe. <laughs> he's in uh, Where the Truth Lies, the uh, very underrated um, uh, Colin Firth, uh, Kevin Bacon, Alison Lohman, Adam McGoyan film. I don't know if you remember that one. I do not. Yeah, it's a, it's a good <laughs> film. It's very under, underrated. But he always plays cops, this guy. I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've seen any Adam McGoyan movies, to be honest with really? you. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's an acquired taste, but I mean... Yeah, he's an acquired taste. I think um, I think one one thing that makes these movies more relevant than ever these days is just reinforcing the complete uselessness of police. Well, that's a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, like like it's weird because I'm always surprised when films do that because a lot of times they don't want to like they don't want to insult the police. You know, they don't want to insult. You know, but then again, I heard about the. Um, for Halloween Kills, all the firefighters that wanted the film banned or cut those scenes out where I, I guess firefighters get killed. But it's like there, there was there was a petition to yeah. re-release the Halloween Kills without the scene of the firefighters being killed. And then there was a petition oh. to remove that petition, which had like three times as many signatures. Yeah. So we see what the people want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in Halloween Kills, too, it, it, you'll, you'll get this, too, because the movie Halloween Kills starts back in 1978. Um, on the night of all the Myers killings and just kind of reinforce the idea of once again, like how useless the police were in that situation. Um, yeah, no, seriously. And, and and that's the thing, like most of the time they are useless and not be, because it's always like, let me just try it. Like was any of the Friday teeth ones always useless. Mm-hmm. Always. They always yep. get killed off. Like they try and like they either get bent in half, ripped apart. Oh yeah. Here. Okay. Here's a weird scene. Here's the bullies from earlier. Mm-hmm. But not a cool butter. So everything's good now. Maybe it's because there's the, an, yeah, it, it's yeah. But it's weird. He's like, hey, is that Jamie? Hey, love your costume. Hey, yeah, we're friends now. And I, d- I do. Is, that's the most realistic kid thing ever, though, because yeah, yeah, it's bully. And then like the next day, they're like, oh, hey, we're friends. Okay. I also like, do like. Oh. I'm stupid by the book. I also do like the um, just that little interaction earlier. She's like, do you want to go home? She's like, no way. Halloween's great. Like, yeah, that's such yeah. a little kids. And like, oh, I had no idea this is what it was like. Right. And, and that's so realistic because like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, of course, Brady in the background. And mm-hmm. what I love is like Brady like is a real piece of shit because, I don't, like, you know, no, because he goes out there right now and he's going to blame Rachel for this. Like, oh, well, I was angry at you. OK, so go cheat with someone like like what <laughs> that's not a good reason dude toxic males yeah it's very toxic males um but i wanted to talk about the girl who plays um rachel um ellie cornell mm-hmm. i i love that at she she tried out for this film at the same time she tried out for a nightmare on elm street part four. Oh, okay and she picked this one because you know she liked like she had a bigger part in this one and then she she got this one right away and she's like you know what i'll do this one and then, you know, she comes back for the sequel and she's a real trooper in this because later on I'm going to bring up a, a scene later where she actually really got injured and bled oh. a lot. Oh, geez. I'll, I'll, I'll point it out. Yeah. But 
I knew her again from the uh, the really terrible House of the Dead and House of the Dead Two films. Oh God, the the U Bowl House of the Dead. Yeah, and she also did the Dead and Deader, which is the unofficial House of the Dead Three with our favorite uh, Republican crazy guy uh, Dean Kane, Superman. Oh who sure. Doesn't believe in any what Superman is for nowadays, which. Okay, dude, you played Superman 20 years ago. Get over the <laughs> yeah. Um, But it's a, a zombie film where he's a soldier who gets infected with a scorpion with a zombie virus, but he kills it before it can infect his brain. And he's basically a zombie Superman. It's Dean Cain. So, of course, it's like, oh, might as well be playing the Lois and Clark song throughout this movie. <laughs> She's in that movie, too. So she didn't really have the best career after this, sadly. You know? That's unfortunate. Um, it is because she's good, you know, but you know, she didn't do much. She funny enough though, she she also produced the the written by James Gunn superhero movie before he was well, while he was still with trauma, the specials, which nobody remembers that movie, mm-hmm. with Rob Lowe and Thomas Aiden Church. <laughs> A fun little film, but yeah, way before he went on to do like Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad, or Super, which mm-hmm. also is a very underrated dark dark superhero film this one's a little more like mystery men right like comedy you know um yeah. and once you once you once you james and you listeners do get around to halloween kills yeah 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 it also i mean what we just saw that that group mentality of like the town yes. banding together or something that is that is a big component of halloween kills and one of the things that i I won't say like, but appreciate about it because I don't think David Gordon Green executes it very well. But there is something in there about the group trauma, um, mass hysteria, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, poor Loomis. Also, question from earlier: Who answers the door without pants when you're right? Trick or treaters, like come like, on. Uh, yeah, even then, like even if I'm comfortable at home and I know like an order, like like a like from Seamless is coming, I put shorts put, on. Yeah, put some pants on and, and, and a shirt. You know, like. If I'm home, like, you know, I'm usually this, like, because it's my home, I'm in underwear and no shirt because I'm, I get really hot. So it's like, no matter what, how cold it is, mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever. But if, like, I know, oh, someone's coming, let me, I guess I got to put clothes on. No, I'm going to answer. The, oh, yeah. Here's, here's another, another scene that John Carl Buchler, I think, filmed just for more violence. Okay. <laughs> Poor Bucky here. Poor Bucky. He's he's got a name tag that's about his I name know. and a helmet. Right. It's like what? Okay. You know, um, in Halloween Kills, um, isn't it uh, what's his name? Um, Anthony Michael Hall plays Tommy Doyle now. He does, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. And he's, and he's like the leader. You know, very uh, mm-hmm. MAGA, MAGA influenced. Uh, he's he certainly yeah he certainly got that. Um, okay. Yeah, there, there's there's it's not on the nose, but there is something there. This idea of of yeah, mass hysteria and the groups like not listening to the truth and having their own agenda, kind of a thing. Ooh. This is this isn't even good violence. No, this is like maybe this you know I don't I don't see, yeah this is just kind of like lame. It's kind of like yeah, um, okay, you got electrocuted, you know. Like yeah, there, there's no there's no special gore effects to show off. So like it's just kind of the token like well we need someone to get killed. Yeah, I don't. Th- you know what's funny? I don't think that that's a scene by John Cole because it doesn't make any sense. It's not a. There's a scene later when they're driving in the truck, and there's a neck snapping scene. That's a gore scene. That yeah, this is just this is just a 
how do we make all the power go off? Yeah, how do we? Yeah, ah, just th- throw a person into the. the yeah, how do we? Box. How do we raise the stakes? Michael throws someone into a power grid and whatever. Yeah, what I do like though is that the the sheriff, even though at like right away, you know, when Loomis comes in, he's like screaming like ah, Michael's back, and like of course, like okay, Loomis, I know who you are. <laughs> Calm down. But then, like not even a minute in, he's like, you know what? Let's go. Because. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, again, it shows like he's actually a competent cop. He's a competent sheriff. He's like, wait a second. You're back. Maybe, maybe Michael is back. Let's, let's double check. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure. As opposed to some other movies where they don't believe the kid or the crazy sounding guy. Oh, I'm going to lock you up for the night. You know what I mean? Like, that's always a trope in these films. But no, this one, like, you actually have a smart sheriff for once. Mm-hmm. How did Jamie get separated from the group? Okay, yeah, that's that's the way because she went away with the group, but I guess then she just they went another way and she but it's weird, right? Like, yeah, like she's separated completely. And you know, I remember as a kid walking around by myself and being this scared, like being like, uh well, oh sure, yeah. Hello, mom, dad, where are you? Mm-hmm. That wasn't even a block and see that that pumpkin knows. Uh and, well, and this is weird because I know earlier I mentioned this idea of like reinstituting reinstituting like the POV and that dread intention. Yeah. Here it doesn't really make sense because we just saw Michael at the power plant, so like right. we can't really assume like he he's now creeping around. Like, well, no, we we know where he is. You he you is, showed yeah. us that already. Then now, again, like, they 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 travel like in the fastest ways, but yeah, you're right. He, he's, he's not, not a human. human. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the shape. You know, he's not Myers anymore. He's the shape now. But again, you see someone coming, like, oh shit, is that mm-hmm. him? But then we'll see that oh no people are just wearing the costumes and then and that's that's an interesting component that i would have liked to have seen in some alternate universe another halloween movie where it's like yeah. where where the 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 danger and the tension is that like michael myers is a thing so on halloween night there's so many michael myers walking around because people are dressed up like michael myers you right. know um right. instead of just poor ben tramer who got himself dead yeah got, got run over <laughs> and then blown up. Thanks, and Loomis. Yeah, yeah, like, and then like not knowing who it is until they had to look at his teeth in order to know. Oh, it's Ben Tramer. Old, old guy runs out into the street just pointing a gun at you as a teenager. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? But he doesn't take the mask off. Like in this one, we're gonna have a similar scene, which almost feels like a nod to that one. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh yeah, because that's the other thing. The when we saw the 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 ruthless mob leave the bar to go mm. hunt the the guy who owns the bar is this guy earl and when i first watched this film i thought oh maybe that's ben tramer's dad because they because he mentions that his son died mm-hmm. years ago but if you look at again and i bet jerry would have known this more i'm trying to find a character his on imdb it's just earl but then if you look at like the wikipedia page and, and whatnot it's earl ford his last name is ford and i'm like I don't know any character that had the name Ford, like from the first two. So I'm wondering who he was the father of. He had to be one of these kids, you know, one of these young people that died in, the, in Haddonfield. But oh, here we go. Here's the uh, multiple Michaels. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're, of course, like what I love right here is like almost like Pleasance is so horrified that, oh, my God, he's split into three. Right. Like, 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 which is so bizarre. It's like, wait, why would you think? any of these were actually Michael. I wonder if, let me see. 
<laughs> we fooled you, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> you all right, Doc? He's like, no, not at all. No, his his heart is seconds from giving up, from giving yes. out. <laughs> Jesus. I do I do appreciate how how much effort this film takes to accentuate how much she cares for her little uh, for her you know yeah yeah her no, adopted like, sister because at, at first it's like there's a little tension not tension but like oh I gotta I gotta watch you I wanted mm-hmm. to go out with my boyfriend he was gonna ask me to be like like almost like she makes but like a teen girl makes it like like any teen oh my god my life's over mm-hmm. but it's not and of course it ultimately. They bond even more because of this night. Yeah. Because it's, you know, because they she has to be there for her sister. And that's the thing. It's her sister, even though it's a foster sister, but ultimately it's 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 even stronger than blood. Mm-hmm. And you know, but then again, in like the ulti- all the ran- you know, all the cops dead. I, I would have I would have I would have liked to have seen a, a Terminator like sequence where Michael's yeah. just going through the police station killing everyone. Right, imagine that? Holy shit, that'd be like insane. Like just like going around just killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Like not even getting shot once. You know, because the bullets don't stop him anyway. So it doesn't matter. Nothing. Nothing stops him. I, he, I, he's not blind. <laughs> he is. Maybe he's Daredevil. <laughs> he just knows how to kill you. Like he feels your essence. I, I I'd like to see that hallway fight sequence with uh with Michael Myers instead of Daredevil. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like that, it, that it, one long take, but with Michael Myers. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like well, again, like um, like uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Lady Terminator. I did not. It's a Indonesian crazy film. It it's 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 a Terminator ripoff only that they copy scenes directly from Terminator. <laughs> but it's not. But it's like a girl that's like possessed by an evil like demon with a snake in her vagina it's like a, a, a typical indonesian yeah, film you'll have this yeah so and then she just goes on a killing spree in a in a, a police station but it's like more insane than the terminator like she's killing everybody she's just blasting people away like a hundred cops get killed in this scene so it's <laughs> like yeah, i love this you created a lynch mob you don't got a police force sorry you i need I, these guys i just um I just tried to look up because there's a there's like a Halloween wiki. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But there but and it has Earl Ford, but it doesn't list who his like, son is. It just Right. Yeah. See, what I would love is that in a weird alternate story where you find out like his son just died or son or daughter, whoever, actually died of a drug overdose, but he blames Michael for that. Something weird, like because mm. of the fear. And I love Michael's in the car the whole time like i love that he's just taking nobody, a nap nobody yeah he's just sleeping mm-hmm. luckily he doesn't snore you know <laughs> also how do you not hear the breathing behind like right. a rubber mask like that you would, mask. yeah uh, you know who's breathing back there it's it's, it's funny because i know that a lot of 80s slasher films kind of got this you know uh, starting with friday the 13th were sort of more of like uh oh it was this moral kind of conservative um ideology of like the the virgin the kids who are not virgins and who are participating in these depraved activities were the ones who were killed right. but right. instead maybe there's a reading instead of a more intellectual liberal one like no it's the dumb people that get killed we we want the smart people to survive well yeah I and mean, you know when you watch the first halloween her friends aren't like assholes no, like you know, like when, yeah, they're a little promiscuous, but does that mean you should die? No, of course not. But the trope, of course, like you said, like oh, you're not a virgin, you're not, yeah, because again, that was what it was. But again, to me, 
a good slasher film, you have to care about some of these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you have to. Like, oh, I don't want... And, then, and when someone dies and you really care, you know, you're like, oh, man, I like that character. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, like, you know, I always... Being a big Siskel and Ebert fan, I always hated when they would cover slasher films because it almost seemed like they didn't watch them. Oh, Ebert always, hated like, slashers, yeah. He hated them, but like, it's like he would like trash it, but then you like, if you listen to what he's saying, did you watch the film? Because he wouldn't <laughs> say, oh, they, they kill women worse in these films. Like, not always. Like, depends on the film. It yeah, does. right here. They just kill an innocent Ted Hollister. They kill <laughs> another random character from the Halloween world. You dumb son of a bitch. Interesting that they're also wearing red hats. Hmm. Oh, mm, um, but yeah, you bring up something because I, I uh, see Robert Cargill had a tweet the other day. That oh, was a, okay. How to write a, mo- a horror movie crash course. And his number one thing, the characters yeah. are the most important part. If we care yeah. about them, we'll get scared for them. Write interesting or likable characters, preferably both. He's right. And you know what? You look at a movie like Sinister that he wrote. Mm-hmm. You care about those people. You care about that family. Like, yeah. Ethan Hawke is not a bad person. No. He just he got mixed up in a, a a bad series of events. And, like, no matter what anyone wants to say about, like, the Conjuring films, you care about those characters. You, like, and, you know, Insidious. All these, you care about them enough that you're like, I don't want, I don't want them to die. Yeah, we care, we care about Laurie Strode. We care about, you know, yeah, Jamie right. and her sister here. Like, Right. But then again, you don't care about the... Yeah, the, could you know, the daughter, you know, because because and you don't care about Brady because, you know, oh, you're assholes. Yeah, couldn't like, give two shits about Brady. No, no. You know, and that's funny. I remember reading an article like the actress here, like um, they wanted to do a nude scene. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted a full breast and full, and she's like, no, I'm not doing that. You're lucky if I just sh- <laughs> take it off just enough to give that hint. And I think that's actually like I don't I don't need I don't need nudity always like in my slasher films like yeah. I don't I, I'm not I'm not a horny like sixteen year old that's like oh gotta see it it's, you know like come on <laughs> give the illusion you know like, you already showed me what but I love this scene though because like daddy's home and like holy shit I you know I'm gonna get killed if he sees me naked with his daughter mm-hmm. and there's a little subtle line he says here. Like when when he gives him a gun that I always pop for, always like laugh my ass off like so much. Like, <laughs> of course, awkwardness right here with the love triangle. Why would you wear that? Cops do it by the book with your dad. home. Like, come on. And once again, put some like, pants on. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I love you. Trust him enough. Here's a gun. Do you think you can handle that? You know, yeah. And he wants to know what's happening, which is a smart you know, question what's happening. I'll tell you later. And then take these. Here's some guns. And then, okay. Okay, cool. And like, just get up in the attic. And then right here. Oh, yeah. Catch you groping my daughter. I'll use that shotgun on you. <laughs> you understand? And like, it's, and he, and he nods because like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And and there's there's there is the one part there's like in the real life part of me, which is like, you know, don't be that guy. Your daughter has agency. Let her make her own choices. Don't be, you know, the like, oh, I'm gonna intimidate. You. But in, in this in this specific yeah. instance, yeah, it's fucking Brady. Yeah. So Yeah. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, what I love here is that that cop that had Michael in the back seat, he looks in the back seat then. 
Yeah. Like he thought he heard something. He looks not in there anymore because he's already in the house. Do you he's think if Michael were to take an actual driver's test, how do you think he'd do? Because he drives a, a well. fair amount. Yeah, he does okay. He drove the truck and almost killed Loomis, but he was trying to hit him. Yeah. And in the first film, he steals the car and drives away. I think he'd get marks down for not using his turn signals, and he's probably not great at parallel parking because he's more just like, I got to get to where I'm getting. Well, yeah, he, he doesn't have, he only has, perif- you know, he doesn't have peripheral. He just has. <laughs> That's straight- true. Yeah. <laughs> those, those <laughs> only, there's only so much vision out of those eye socket holes. Especially now that if he is blind from the second film, <laughs> he's a good driver for a blind man, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, yeah. Right, right here, Brady's trying to be like the hero. I'll, I'll be upstairs in the attic. Yeah, he's trying to redeem himself. Okay, bye. <laughs> they really did. They did good casting with those two because, like, yeah, they yeah. Like, you do get the sense they care about each other, and like, and yeah. uh, Jamie is just like you do feel that she's so innocent, and you want to see her protected. She's one hundred percent innocent, like that, and that's the thing. Like, she's, you know, my whole thing. Like, kid actors, like, there's a scale. There's a scale of kid actors. Some that are just whiny and like okay i hope you die like mm-hmm. you're annoying to me but you get the ones like you're like oh okay you you have talent you're you're actually a good actress for your time and what i kind of love is like you know she's crying throughout this film she's scared throughout this film they wanted to make sure because she was the youngest cast member of this film and the um uh, george p wilbur who plays um michael in this film i think that's true yeah george p wilbur yeah he would make sure before and after every scene, she would take off the mask to show, look, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. We're just doing a movie. Don't be scared. And she'd be like, okay. And like, she would get into the role. Like, but then again, you have some films where the kid is an annoying person, like <laughs> Corey Feldman was in uh, Friday Team Part 4. <laughs> and every time that Jason comes in to scare him, he did it on purpose because he's like, that kid was a little shit. <laughs> And it makes it funnier when you go, oh, yeah, he's really scared there. That's great. Like, I, I'm glad. And it's like any film where you're like, were they really scared? Or were they, like, acting? And, like, you know, you see a film like The Dead Zone, mm-hmm. you know, Cronenberg. Cronenberg would shoot out, shoot off a gun every every time Walken would grab somebody. He would shoot a gun off. So that's why they would, like, go, <gasps> you know, like, breathing, like, oh, because you get that visceral reaction mm-hmm. of the scare. So, I kind of like like watching some of these movies go, wait, is, th- is that someone back there? Is that a body? Who is that? Oh, it's just a uh, random clothes. Hey, give <laughs> so. me a dark. Yeah, give me a dark attic sequence. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, no, that's, it's always a fun thing. But yeah, you know, poor girl, like, you know, she's getting bullied, you know, this shit, and then like, you this, have your this is really this has really been a roller coaster day for this poor girl, because like it started yeah. out, she's getting bullied. She's getting made fun of her 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 sister doesn't want to take care of her. Then it's like, okay, we'll, we'll go out for Halloween. She's like, this is amazing. And I've got yeah. friends now and I've got this cool thing. And then all the power goes out and like, Hey, there's a killer on the loose. Come rush home. And she's like, wow, this is a lot for yeah. a kid to go through in one day. Oh, so much, so much. Oh yeah. Then this cop, you know, the old, the one cop left in the town. Actually, this is someone's cool. fucking cousin that got this job just because he was connected. Yeah. And what's coming up is like, like, Still, and her like, like, why? Your dad's home. Put some you could, pants you, on. You had plenty of time to put pants on between when your dad arrived and right now. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Not not a lick of sense. But and again, you know I think that's intentional. That's intentional, though. But also, here's as we said, because of the whole power thing. Like, my impulse was like, 
turn on the lights. Like, oh, no, we're in a situation where we can't turn on the lights, and I like that. There's a sequence in Halloween Kills, and once again, I hate to keep going back to it, but there's a (laughs) sequence in Halloween Kills where, near the end, two people go into a dark house. Yeah. And your impulse is like, let's try the lights. But in a horror movie, it's like, oh, the lights aren't working. Right. right. These characters then go upstairs, and the lights are fully working. Oh. The power's not out on the house, so why don't you turn on the lights? If you're searching for, like, a killer that is like, wiped out half the town, why do you not turn on the lights everywhere yeah. you go? I understand, once again, well, it's a horror story, we have to create a mood, but it also, there's logic, too, and right. it reinforces, once again, to me, that David Gordon Green doesn't really know how horror films work very well. No, he, know, he knows comedy. Well, sure. And he knows drama. Mm-hmm. And we've seen both. He's done very well. I kind of, like, after I watch Halloween Kills, I'll be more, but even first Halloween... It's not this, it's not scary at all. Like it's not. And I'm not saying this is horrifying either, but they're trying the subtle they're trying to subtle scares. It's not and the the face the face back there. Yeah. I love that, that because that's the kind of stuff that Halloween kills lacks. Like I mean that that shot in in the first Halloween where like oh. Lori thinks that she's saved the day and so she's kind of sitting there in the door frame and you just see yeah, Michael sit up in the background. Like the way yeah. that Carpenter uses the camera and blocking and spacing is just like, ooh, this is creepy. Yeah. Or like how in the dark hallway, like his face just slowly comes into view. There's none of that in Halloween Kills. It's more just like we're fucking killing everybody now, which has its its oh, merits it its yeah. as well, but not in this particular iteration. But no, I mean, but again, it's like, you know, right now it's moody. Like, you know, you, can't, there's, there's, you only have candles, mm-hmm. candles, like old lamp, like oil lamps, you know, but like, yeah, awkwardness again, you know, <laughs> which is funny. Every time they make like a new Blu-ray of Halloween, mm-hmm. to me, the strength, I mean, I love Halloween to death, but the strength of the film almost diminishes slightly because you see too much now. It's too clean. Like yeah. the dark, the black scenes, and like, oh, now I see Michael completely. <laughs> yeah. How do you not see him? Mm-hmm. You know, like, but the old, like, you know, when you watch it on the old DVD and stuff, you only see like the face, like, like just a face in the background. Like, oh, that's horrifying. Like, is he? Is oh my god, he's coming at me. And, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's a film like you're screaming at the screen. Come on, look behind you. It's which it's, is always like a trope, you know. I I remember when the blu-ray the initial blu-ray for the transfer of like the first predator came out and people were saying like it's so yeah. smooth and clean it's bad like because it's, there's it's a weird yeah it's a weird yeah there's, there's a griminess to that not intended but just like the film that they shot it on the environment that they shot it in and then you clean it up like this wasn't meant to be cleaned up this was meant to kind of be like i mean imagine a blu-ray of the original texas chainsaw that's like everything's clear and it's smooth and it's bright it's like that no yeah. that's that's antith- antithetical to what that movie is yeah. supposed to be which is why like if i ever buy like newer versions of some of these old horror films i always keep the old either blu-ray or the old oh. dvd i love that yeah try some coffee <laughs> and you know what like again she's at first the daughter's saying oh i didn't know you two like you two were an exclusive he's not married Okay, like, but you knew that they had a thing going on. Brady is still more at fault in this situation. Like, oh, of course, but but they almost like try to make the daughter worse because like she's like, well, I, I'm trying to do what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so you're just trying you're trying to up the ante. Like, oh, is Brady worse? Or, like, you're, they're both bad. Yeah, like, no, sure, you, know better, you know, no, they're they're both bad. 
Like ultimately, I hope they both die. It's like the mentality. I hope hopefully they both die now. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and also like it's that is is reasonable because this isn't just a film that's populated with like spare bodies that are just meant to be killed. Like a lot of the right. Friday Thirteens, like these two, you're kind of like, yeah, I want to see them bite it, but everyone else, like, oh no, no, not right. them. Like, what did they do right. for it? You know, right? Exactly. Like the sheriff, you know, like oh, he's doing his job. He's doing the job the best he can. His whole police force is dead, and he has like a bunch of drunks. <laughs> around with shotguns yeah hopefully nobody and it's like the mentality hopefully nobody innocent gets killed and someone already has oh yeah they don't even know yet that poor ted hollister like uh like ben tramer has died hmm. you know for for naught but uh poor ben tramer yeah the cult of ben tramer <laughs> has ben tramer been in any of the uh the new halloween films no, I, I don't think him, I think. I I can't it's remember. I don't somewhere. I don't think so. He's definitely not a character in in Halloween Kills. Uh, okay, but Lonnie so. Lonnie is. Oh, really? Lonnie's back. Yeah. And he's played by um Have you seen did you watch um The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix? No, no, but I Okay. I know, yeah, but But he, okay, he's a, so. he's a guy that works with Mike Flanagan a lot. Okay. Um so that I mean the actor is good. Uh the character of Lonnie is Eh, yeah, yeah. Eh, you know, but they also they also bring back like the um, the actress who played Lindsay in the original. She's back. The nurse who was driving with Loomis in the car in the original one. She's back as their original characters. Yeah. Well, here's um, here's like a favorite scare. We're like, oh, that's he's that's over there. Yeah, that's a cool one. And then, oh, it's Michael in the, in the chair with the gun. Like, and at first you're thinking, oh, he's gonna shoot her. Yeah, yeah. Michael like, no, do that. Michael and Batman. They don't use guns. No, he just stabs you with the gun. And once again, a a kill that plays out not in the way you'd expect it. No, and it's a throwback to the first film. Mm-hmm. When, he, when like the the knife in the chest, and yeah. he gives he it doesn't do the full tilt because he's like, oh, okay, this looks familiar. Cool, I'm I'm done. It's like whatever, she's dead now. I'm well, because in the in the original, you could maybe make the argument like it was the first time he's out on his own. Like he's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. like almost a child in an adult world in this one like he knows he knows what's up he knows what he's doing he knows this yeah he knows after, the, after deal. the first two he's killed 16 or so people now he's already killed yeah. whatever like another six seven eight nine people like he's he's going to town he's having fun that's the thing he's having fun yeah doing this to be you know? stabbed oh, with a gun way, yeah they get stabbed with a gun like that, <laughs> that with a shotgun too mm-hmm. that's, that's that, oh yeah what i love is this this head is loved by this movie so much they show it not once not twice which is this one right here but then there's a third time they show it <laughs> and it's almost comical it's like oh by the way do you remember this head <laughs> it's like okay yeah i saw it already it looks good okay i get it stop showing yeah. his face did he have like in his contract you got to show my head three times okay I'm just, I'm just thinking like don't get me wrong it would get hurt to be stabbed, but there's a way that like the thinness yeah. of like kind of separates the skin that there's only going to be so much, but to be stabbed right. with a blunt object, like a gun. <laughs> oh man, that's gotta be painful. Well, you got to realize he, 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 Mike, Michael can do it because he stabs him with his own yeah, a third yep. time. And, and a close up. Yeah. Yeah. Third. Remember he, he killed somebody by stabbing him with his thumb. Like in the middle of the forehead. Head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you could do that with his thumb, look at the hands back there. That's really creepy actually. <laughs> I love that. It's metal. So shoot it again. 
Yeah, you've you've got a double-barreled shotgun, man. That shouldn't I... be a problem. No. It's always made me laugh. Like, oh, it's metal. Okay, then shoot it. Well, at least at least one thing you can say about Brady is they there's at least trying like a Brady redemption tour now where he's trying oh. to kind of like. Hundred percent. It's not even like he's like like he's trying like he oh shit like like you thinking oh shit he's gonna shoot him oh he didn't reload. Not smart. And that's and, you know that that makes sense. Like once again, yes, we've seen him fire those two shots, right. and we've also like as a guy who's probably using a gun for the first time doesn't realize right. like ah oh, shit. So th- this all makes sense and and is natural tension that's organic to these characters to this scene. And um, also, it, it's like he's telling them to go. Like like he is being a hero here, even though he's a dick. He tried. He actually is trying right here. Like you know, right there, boom, mm-hmm. and then like just go, just go. Sorry. And he's already hurt. And then he doesn't try to shoot him. He tries to hit him. Okay. Dude. You're fucked. Like, yeah, no, the, and, and this all this all plays out in a, in a, in a way good. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I love Michael that time goes, I'm not using the gun again. I'm mm-hmm. gonna figure something else for this dude. And because once again, he's trying to do he's trying to do whatever he can to kind of like delay, protect, and yeah. it's not effective. Obviously, we know what's gonna happen, but it also yeah. Oof. Oh, Brady. Oh, I love that. Gives the spit. He spits mm-hmm. the blood. Uh, oh, ooh. Ooh, nasty. Yeah. But, but you know, again, he tried. He, he did, you know. Well, it's he, like, okay, let me ask you. Okay, it's not, you know, for people out there, this might be a spoiler, but in Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. how is the boyfriend depicted in that? Because I remember in the first film, he was a piece of shit. Sure. Cheating. Again, another, like a Brady. Mm-hmm. Cheating, whatever. But I heard there's a deleted scene from the first film that actually is a little bit of redemption and that would continue in this movie. Yeah, he's he redeemed. He um or he has tried. If he is, I mean I'll leave that up to the viewer, but okay. he does he does spend most of the movie trying to make up for what he did. Okay. That's um, all I want to know. Because again, he was the one person in that first film that I'm like, why isn't he dead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't he killed? Mm-hmm. But again, I guess they had an idea for Let's try to redeem him. Yeah. Blah, 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 you know. Oh, yeah. So we're coming up to the scene where um, Rachel, actually, the actress got... Oh, gets really hurt. Okay. Yeah, like, it's while she's climbing up here with Jamie, and when she slides down, there was a nail sticking up. Mm -hmm. Slashed her, like, all the way down, and she was losing blood. Oh, crazy. She kept going to finish the scene because she's she didn't tell anyone until she was, and then she's like, uh, I gotta gotta go to the hospital, guys. God damn. Ugh. So badass. Like, like she tried her damnedest to get the scene done. Like this this fun tense scene, like on the roof. Like that's always a fear of mine. Cause like growing up in, in you know apartments, I never lived in a house. Mm-hmm. So I never, you know, never got to experience like, oh, going up to the roof and like trying to like. So like the never never had this in my life. So when I would see this, this would always gives me it always gave me such anxiety. Oh my <laughs> god, I would slip and fall and break my neck right away. Oh, I uh, for this this hasn't happened for a while because Dude. my dad is, is much older and I moved out of the house a while ago. But I used to every Christmas um, put a Santa Claus on the roof of our garage. Mm-hmm. So I'd get up on the ladder, not just climb up to the top of the roof, but then climb over to the edge so I could set up the Santa and like and hang the lights. And it was it was, you know, 
nerve wracking, but also at the same time, I'm not going to ask my 70 something year old dad no. at the time. Like, yeah, you, you go up the ladder and, and, and no, help of out. Course not. But even then I love Michael's taking his time up there. Cause he's like, Oh shit, I'm going to fall. <laughs> I think right here is when she falls. And like somewhere there, she actually got like mm. cut really badly, Ugh. which shows it was a real rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, rough. Good for her. Nails, you know? Yeah. And you know, she's, She's trying to save her sister. Like she, you know what? I got you. Like, yeah. I mean, of all, of all the sequels and I include the two, um, you know, the two Dave Gordon green ones so far, yeah, yeah. this is kind of the only one where our protagonist, our woman protagonist is a worthy successor to Laurie Strode. Like, yeah, she, she, and she builds throughout. Like at first she's kind of like, Oh, you're kind of an asshole to your sister. But then, no, that's it's it's a believable being an asshole because like she's a teen. Yeah. And, like and right here, you think, oh shit, she's dead. She just fell off the roof, and like she's done. Mm-hmm. Like Jamie's by herself now. Like oh no. Yeah, we we understand at the beginning. We understand her motivations. We understand why she does this thing. We care about this connection. Like she like this is yeah worthy successor to Laurie Strode as someone who has Such- agency, who changes, and who will do whatever she can to get out of the situation it's a weird thing too like you know jamie there is saying come alive rachel come alive i've never heard that said like that before it's come it's, alive. it's such a child thing to right. say it is like like the kid's not gonna like, be alive or like you know wake up like come alive like oh yeah like it's it's, it's a weird like childlike thing about it. and then here is a reference to the first film mm-hmm her screaming like her mother did 12, 13 years ago, please, you know, 10 years, whatever it was, yeah, 10 years ago, please, somebody help me. Like, you know, there's a killer out here and yeah. nobody opening the doors to her. You know, what's weird about this movie is that Rob Zombie saw it and was like, hey, now that you're grown up, be nude in my movie. Uh, and, so, and, and but it's funny because like, yeah, that, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, I want you nude and I want you to be horribly murdered. I don't, I don't, I don't think people talk about that enough with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like there are many problems with that movie. I don't think it's good at all, No. but that's also like, that's really kind of weird, man. Like, yeah. Like, and then like her own father, you know, Brad Dourif's character finding her hacked up in the bathtub. Hmm. Like, oh my God. Like, like, that's a thing. Like I understood, you know, Rob Zombie first film, he's trying to like kind of stay the same to a point. But then you're given too much of a backstory. Like, do I want to know why he yeah. became a killer? Like, like, oh, so you're telling me that the parents were redneck that lived in Illinois? Like, like it's fucking weird. Like, I don't know. It's a weird <sighs> idea. And then the second one, I give him credit for going completely out there. It's very bonkers. Dream nightmare sequences and like what's real. But you made Laurie Strode so unlikable. Yeah. in both films like in the second one she's completely unlikable like now she's just an asshole mm-hmm. where daniel harris's character is the likable one in both films and she's the one that gets horribly that gets killed yeah you know what i mean it's like oh here we go oh, yeah, here. It was, it was yeah what the hell yeah they didn't they didn't edit it it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me it's like oh yo it took me a while i needed some uh peroxide <laughs> i'm trying to do a look guys this was this was Michael Myers going through his his um his emo phase. Yeah, yeah. Listening listening to like Yellow Card and Newfound Glory and stuff. Oh um, yes. 
Or he yeah. was watching WCW and watching Sting. Sting. Surfer, Surfer Sting. Oh, know? Surfer Sting, that's right. Yeah, but no, it, it's it's a weird pro. it's it's weird that Rob Zombie's approach to Halloween was like, what if Halloween but country fried grindhouse? Like right. no, and that's no, uh, like no, don't like and then Michael, like in the second one, he's like just fronting, killing people, like like he's enjoying like the stabbing. It's like I I don't know. There's something more scary about the silent. Mm-hmm. that like doesn't react doesn't like scream doesn't you know just he's there and he kills you he's like there he's That's not it. he's just there like i'm waiting for you to see me mm-hmm. like almost like it's a game like oh it's a cat and mouse I'll, thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'll stay i'll stand here for like 10 minutes until you turn around then i'll start ch- chasing you yeah that's horrifying because like it almost seems like oh this is enjoyable like i'm gonna but he doesn't have to say it like you could believe whatever you want. And then again, here referencing the beginning of the movie where he just grabs her mm-hmm. by the feet. And then I do love like his only weakness is the fire extinguisher. <laughs> fire extinguishers. Like, oh, here we go. Here's the uh, oh, here's and, uh, yeah. country bumpkins. Yep. <laughs> so you're thinking, oh, okay. I mean, there's no way Michael's done, of course. Mm. So, come on. But Oh, they'll get away. But you're like, oh, where is he? <laughs> I like that it, that exchange was he's inside where in the school. Well, yes, you just came from the school and said he was inside. Right. So we, we kind of put that together ourselves. Thanks. Yeah, see, even they're like, let's get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to pay for this shit. I'm done. <laughs> we, already, we already killed an innocent kid, so let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, make once again makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, man, I all these people are dead. Like, yeah, let's uh let's let someone else handle this. Although that those someone else are the incompetent police force that have already been mostly murdered tonight. Right. We're waiting for the state police to come. But I love here, this is where the state police are coming. So right now they're leaving Hannafield. So you think they're leaving the evil place. They're safe now. And I love these assholes. Like, I think when they start seeing the cops. They start shooting their guns off like, like a bunch of morons. Like I don't get it at all. Like, but yeah, here we go. Like it's coming up. Poor, poor Earl here. His his kid, his unknown kid, has been killed by Michael. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think right here. Yeah, here here come the cops, the state mm-hmm. police. Sure. Woohoo! Let's go shoot some stuff. Like, okay, I guess I guess they're safe, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's weird because the the scene kind of makes you want to believe that, but also at the same time, like we haven't seen anything happen to Michael, so right, <laughs> yeah, like dudes, <laughs> like I would stop too. Like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Police trooper rips his face off. It's really Michael. <laughs> yeah, right. that, that would have been the most amazing. <laughs> like, oh shit, this is. It's actually Freddy Krueger. It's all been a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> We're never going to get the Freddy versus Jason versus Michael, will we? No, never. Well, that, which is so weird. I'm surprised you never got any other versus film because that did really well, Freddy versus Jason. No matter what people think of it, it's not a great film, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. For, it's stupid, but it's fun. Yeah, no. But, but you never got a sequel. You only got sequel in comic book form. That's it. And you had Ash. Which would have been awesome, but whatever. But yeah, here's these these morons. And oh, mm. 
Uh-oh. Michael Michael was doing a sideshow Bob. <laughs> there was no cacti, so he's okay. Stepping on different rakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, these two guys they get thrown like you know you thinking, oh, okay, they're gonna get killed. No, they just get thrown out. They're lucky. They're alive. Like I don't think he killed those guys. Those yeah, they- guys just got punched and. This guy just thrown off, you know, he's hurt. Yeah, they, they got off pretty easily compared to the woman that got stabbed with a shotgun. Right. And then Earl, the driver, here we go. Here's another John Carl Buchler. Right oh, there. That's okay, that's a good one. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. It's like, oh, okay. I'm glad you added that actually. Okay, so Freddie versus Jason, yeah, as you said, worldwide gross of 116 million. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that couldn't have been that expensive to make. Not unless you spent no. all the rights on the new metal soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> speaking about Freddy vs. Jason and speaking about, about Mondo, you know, the world of Draft House, um, do you know they released the uh, soundtrack to that movie? Did you know that? Yeah. But I'm saying, like, the, the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack was released by Mondo recently. I did not know that, no. And I was excited. I was like, oh, cool. I like shitty new metal stuff sometimes. Like, I, you know, so it was sold out in like seconds, like mm-hmm. all their, but, but then it's like, no, it's just a score. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't really remember the score at all. So that's fine. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, I have like, you know, I never got the Nightmare on Elm Street soundtracks because that box set so expensive. And I'm like, maybe one day. I mean, I already have, I have the Godzilla box set from right. Waxwork. Mm-hmm. And that, that was really expensive, but, uh, Okay, here we go. Here's Michael doing his thing. Cars never kill him either because we saw in Halloween, the 2018 one, you run him over and he's okay. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, but here again, it shows that he he can take a good, you know, like, but here, she's got the die, you son of a bitch. That's the final girl, like, triumphant line. You know, like, oh, man. And you're like, well, here's the W right here. Boom. Yep, all right. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Okay, this is one. Yeah, the mine, the mine shaft, or like the well, or whatever it is, like that he gets thrown down, which it's like such a weird thing because, like, I don't remember. Like, okay, like I said, I haven't seen the fourth one. I actually haven't even seen the fifth one in longer. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm like thinking to myself, wait, so how does he get out of the mine, like the well? (laughs) I gotta watch the fifth one again just to see how he climbs out or. He's still alive. Yeah, all right. Yeah, once if he's holding that knife, he's alive. Like it was, all right. That's his but, power. That's like his like like the Undertaker back in the day. The urn, the <laughs> knife is his power source. You know. Actually, I just watched Jason X for the first time in a while the other night, mm-hmm. and the, the joke was like, "Oh, he just wanted his machete back." <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm okay. Sure, you are. Don't touch him, Jamie. He's dirty. Here we go. Shoot him up. Boom. Boom. Come on. The the end of this one is the beginning of Jason Goes to Hell. Yes. Well, yeah, I know. Jason Goes to Hell. It's the smartest one. They just blow the shit out of him. It's actually smart. Let's Mm. blow him up. (laughs) That's got to work, right? No, not if you eat his heart like a McRib. Then you're fucked. <laughs> I think that's what we're gonna have to cover one day. Jason goes to hell. 
Like as because it's got it's got the different Omicron in it. <laughs> That's now we're stretching here. I know, I know. But again, like I always I always say um Jason Goes to Hell would be a great would be a fun horror film if it wasn't a Jason film. Yeah. Because nope. it's like good elements to it, like, oh, it's like like a body horror, like and it's got weird dream shit. It's it's basically it's like someone mixed Halloween because it has the sister in it, like thing. Oh, he has a sister. Mm-hmm. It has the hidden. It has other stuff. It has Evil Dead. Oh, and by the way, Jason's actually the killer. Right. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you eat his heart, you got his power. Doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Nope. Then again, I give credit to uh, New Line. They just went, you know what? We're going to do completely different stuff with Jason. Is he going to do well? No, not so much. But we're going to put him in space. <laughs> Cyber Jason, you know? Um. But yeah. Yep. Yep. No, they, they, yeah, they, you know, which I think that finally looks like the rights, like we're giving back or whatever, right? To the writer. I don't know. That whole ordeal with Friday 13 has been insane. Who well, owns it? This guy, that guy, these people. There hasn't, and there, it's weird that there hasn't been a Friday the 13th in 12 years and a nightmare in 11. Yeah, I know. Nightmare actually makes less sense to me because while the last one didn't do well and it was not good. I'm still surprised nobody's tried to make a new one because that those rights are not difficult. They're mm-hmm. new line. New line owns it. That's it. And this Friday is fun. It's, it's like Sean Cunningham, the original yeah. writer, the company, like has been going on for years. Oh, yeah. So it's funny. The mom supposedly gets killed here. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite ending, which I'm gonna say, the no, no, doing his best uh Dart Sidious. Parallel bookend to the beginning of the original one. I like it. Yeah, yeah it works. I mean, and he's about to shoot her. He's, he doesn't, he's not even waiting no. to shoot this girl. But the sheriff being, you know, a good guy. And then he even goes, oh, shit. Uh, the horrified look like, oh, no, I failed her, too. Even though he didn't yeah. really know her. And this, because of everything we've just gone through, this really hits on, like, an emotional beat. Like, no, not yeah. her. Right. And then we're going to forget about that for the sequel. Okay. Well, I, I unfortunately, I've got a bolt. Um, so this yeah. is this has been Halloween 4, um, The Return of Michael Myers. So, James, to you and to the listeners, happy Halloween, everyone. We hope, yeah. you, we hope you enjoyed this. Um, you know, you know where to follow us at this point. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, find our back episodes. But, yeah, um, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. That was a lot of fun. Let's do that again yeah. sometime. Um, but, yeah, James... Happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween to you, listeners. Um, We'll be back with regularly scheduled programming in November, we promise. So uh, stay tuned. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.